The following is a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. Hey, what's good, y'all? What you're about to hear is not only the final episode of the award-winning Chop Session series, but for your man Sterling Golden, this will be my last time hosting any radio show. I retire on January the 1st. Y'all, in the last decade and a half that I have been holding down independent New England radio for all y'all out there as a host and a producer, I've had the absolute best time doing it. I've made many a great connection in this industry, and I have forged many friendships that I'm grateful to say will last a lifetime. Today, I will host my final guest of any show, the same guest I had on my first radio broadcast nearly 15 years ago, Miss Kalani Sky. Great honor for me. Family, I want to say thank you. I'm a grateful man. I appreciate you for supporting my work on the radio airwaves for the last near 15 years. And I want to say right now that as I step into a new chapter in my life following January 1st, I hope that I made some great memories for all y'all out there too. Because I had a blast, y'all. A lituation indeed. Keep the faith in Sterlingtology you can trust. Enjoy. Now, onward and upward with our final episode of The Chop Session. What's good, y'all? It is your man, the unfuckwithable, the indefinable, Sterling Golden, back in the building once more. This is The Chop Session, a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment, and y'all... We have now reached the end, the conclusion of our season of Reunion's 13 final episodes of The Chop Session, and that means we have reached the end of this award-winning series. And I want to say to all y'all out there, big love and thank you for supporting this series. I had the best time holding it down for all y'all. And in fact, this is also my final broadcast as a host and a producer for any radio show. And I'm very fortunate, very grateful to say that this journey in independent radio is ending the same way it began because I've got a fabulous guest here on the Chop Session this week who, in fact, was my very first guest on any show nearly 15 years ago on the old Legacy Radio show on Unregular Radio. There's one for all y'all old heads out there. But family, I'm super honored to have Miss Kalani Skye across from me nearly 15 years later as my final guest of the CHOP session. And family, Kalani has been through my radio station situation here, you know, several times since my first show on on regular, on WEMF, on Boston Free Radio. And now we bring the journey full circle with Miss Kalani Sky. Now, when the journey began, Kalani was in a very different stage of life. And today, Whole new chapter for Kalani. We'll get into that in a few. But for now, Kalani. What it do, boo? Hey, welcome <laughs> to the CHOP session. My yep. final guest. Yes, I love it. Second, I love it. Second verse, same as the first. Absolutely. So what's good? Man, first of all, let me just say that introduction. Yo, that is hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. My God. Listen. You know, I just feel blessed to be here. I can't believe you aged me like this. We're like 15 years. Close to it. Oh, my gosh. Close to it. I mean, 
Not only that, but looking on social media and seeing your son, the way he has grown and progressed, and now holding down college basketball. Come on now. AC is in a building in the house. Yes. So I am so, I'm super proud of him. I'm actually rocking one of his shirts yes, today. Yes, Bio, believing in ourselves. So yes, shout out to Bio. Um, I am super proud of that kid, man. He is taking our family, you know, that, that ancestral passage to the next level for us. So education is key in our family. He'll be in the first in the family to graduate from Ivy League. I'm like, come on now, that's what's up. And maybe he'll get his like masters at HBCU so we can just knock it all out. Well, it all goes back to what I said on social media this week, which was become the greatest in your bloodline and then pass it down. Yes. You know, that's yes. the key. Now, y'all, let's go back a little bit here. Now, before I get into all this other chop session stuff and reminisce about the series and everything. If I even get to that this hour, let's go back to how things were with Kalani and I at the very beginning before we go into the present day. So I've told this story on radio shows in the past. And if you heard (laughs) the uh, golden age of radio Sterling anthology special, the station did on me a year ago, you heard the clip from about 2013 vintage where I discussed how Kalani and I first connected. Now, back on another social media platform I used to be on, Kalani was showing off a billboard that she happened to be on. Yes. And said she was looking for someone to believe in her music. She was looking for a miracle, I believe were the words. Yep. And we connected through that. We met at a cafe. Yep. And we agreed to kind of help to uplift each other getting our feet wet in the business, you know? I was just getting started with radio at the time. And I recall telling you I had just scored my first series. Now, y'all, look, I won't front, okay? I was naive to how this shit worked back then. And yeah, okay, look, John Loftus and Unregular Radio held down this pay-to-play situation. And you could be anybody off the street and they would have given you a series if you paid. Let's keep it honest. Hey, it is. Keep it a hundred, right? okay? But gotcha opportunity. That's the thing. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Anybody who was paying could have got a show. But if I sucked, I wouldn't be here right now doing this exactly. fifteen years later. Yep. So clearly I was doing something right, you know? Absolutely. So we fast forward fifteen years later after Kalani Sky had embarked on her R and B music journey and life took a different turn. Yes. And you now find yourself working your magic within the education system of New England. More on that in a few. Absolutely. But let's go back to that first time, Kalani. Okay. Now, my memory is pretty sharp about that first encounter. What are your memories of that first encounter? I just remember being like... All right, girl, are you crazy? Because, you know, you, you, a single woman out there, you're just going to meet somebody. But when I when I met you, I was like, this dude is cool. I think this is going to be it. I think this is going to be the opportunity, the chance. Let's try it out. I was nervous as hell because I'm like, I don't know anything about radio. I just know I want to be on the radio, but I didn't know anything about it. So, you know, uh, we move a little Fast forward a little further and and we're in the studio and I got my son in there. He's playing. Oh, you know what? Yeah. The wrestlers. That's how I knew we were destined. <laughs> so Kalani's son, her first day at the studio, and we're getting into how our journey 
you know, progressed. But that first day, I was doing the Legacy Radio show for Unregular Radio. And by the way, it was just basically a glorified two-hour infomercial for the series of parties I was holding down at the old Model Cafe yep. in Austin Rock City, which still stands today, but I think they've changed up their business model a lot. I think they should... I think they brought back the food menu. Oh, that's where we had the kistery party, right? More on that in the future. Okay. <laughs> but the model started off nearly a century ago, you know, a restaurant by the Anthony family. And I think for a while they removed the food menu and were making room for DJs and things like that. And I think after the health emergency of 2020 that affected all of us worldwide, the model restructured and brought back their food menu. I don't know if they still hold down DJs today, mm. but they were then. And that was an opportunity for me to start my first residency. Well, Legacy Radio was basically just an infomercial for that series. But I was also determined to host you know, artists from not only New England, but around the world. And Kalani was my first. And her son was with her that day. Yes. And in the green room of Unregular Radio, he had his box of wrestling figures. Yes. <laughs> which takes me back to my boyhood, back when I was following that whole form of entertainment. And I connected with that on a level of, hey, that's my boyhood right there. Yeah. And now he's living what my boyhood was. And many of us in the 80s were on that tip, you know. But yeah, y'all, I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about modern wrestling of the last, what, 20 years? Don't ask me anything because I don't know. Oh, I still watch. I watch WWE. You're the one who still watches. <laughs> I like the, the um, <laughs> Bianca, Bianca Belair. I like her. I mean, she's representing black women. So I, I, I just, I love her. I love how she whips people with her hair. I'm like, you're a badass. I love it. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know anything she's talking about right now. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know who this person is. I'll have to look it up now. Look I've her up. Never heard of her. She's bad. She just lost the title, though, but she's bad. She's bad. To who? Wendy Richter? Or? Um, I don't know. Wendy Richter's retired many no, years now. No, I'm making a I think joke, it's some new person. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just know I like Bianca. I fall off after about 2005 when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I fell off about then. See, my last time watching a wrestling pay-per-view, the main event was Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. One-on-one. Mm. -on -one. Shawn Michaels. Legend versus icon, and uh, Hulk bounced Shawn Michaels all around the ring. You know, it was an iconic match, but enough about wrestling. But, all right, right, right. You know, my thing was we connected on that level, and... I also knew from the CD that Kalani Sky gave me. Now, CDs were a thing back then. Yes. The CD was called Controversy. It. And it was a dope record. Thank oh, you. Oh, you know, I mean, I was definitely connecting with it. And it was the basis of the music that made me decide to go ahead with Kalani as my first guest. Because if the music was not something I could vibe to, she would not have been on the show, y'all. It was not just... We have a seat. Come fill it. No, you definitely had to vibe to the music. And you exactly. definitely put a lot of indies on. Like, And you played a lot of indie music. Like, you were playing Doja Cat before Doja Cat was Doja Cat. That's true. Straight up. You were playing Doja Cat. That's Do true. Yeah, listen, yeah. you were putting people on. So That's true. Yep. You know, it's actually, 
Very true. Actually, Doja Cat today, it's interesting to see Doja Cat now because I don't know where she's coming from as far as appreciation for her fan base goes, but I don't know if that's just a gimmick to get attention on social media or what. Could be. Some people now... You Not see, that she needs it, though. No, she's dope. She really is. Um, Dope back then and dope now, you know? So, But that's what I remember. I remember you not getting caught up in the mainstream of things, but really, really digging and finding some different kind of music. Well, it, it was that, but it was on both ends of the candle. I would fuck with the independent music, but also, you know, kept an ear to mainstream. We had the best of all worlds on that show. And that was... And that was the vibe I was going for on Legacy Radio, was I wanted to present something that was all things to all people. If you tuned in, you found something that you could vibe to. Yep. And Kalani set the tone. And she was so well received on that first episode that eventually people on social media or what limited social media options we had back then, because let's face it, it wasn't ruling the school like it does now. I know. We had it. Yeah. It was a great hub, but social media hadn't taken hold yet. Right. You had to work your social media. Now social media works you, but you had to work it back then. If you let it. Yeah. Well, people were saying, you know, Sterling and Kalani had some really dope chemistry on that show. Why doesn't Sterling just have Kalani on every week? And I'm going, because I have to have other guests, guys. No, make you your co-host. And I'm going, <laughs> Thank you, people. I didn't consider a co-host, I'll be honest with y'all. But then what happened was we did the uh, Legacy Evening of Kistery yes. at the Model, and Kalani was co-host for that. Well received. Again, the place was packed out. It was packed. Did I, I, did I ever tell you how I felt the next day? You were out of it. I... <laughs> I never rock like that ever. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you hear this, you guys, it's been a few weeks since Kiss actually called it a wrap after over 50 years. They had their final concerts at Madison Square Garden on the 1st and the 2nd of December. And by the time this airs, it's been a few weeks. And for the first time in half a century, we're speaking of Kiss in the past tense. Mm. But in 2010, they had just dropped a new album, Sonic Boom, and the model and I collaborated on doing this evening, celebrating that and giving shit away. And the entire set was comprised of Kiss or Kiss-inspired music, you know, covers of their music, Kiss themselves and remixes and so on. And Kalani was there as the co-host of this thing. And yeah, as she said, she hadn't really been in that kind of an environment before. <laughs> Listen, I am a black, I was, at the time, black young woman from Roxbury, Massachusetts, right? So, <laughs> and, I mean, and I did go to school in Newton, but they didn't rock out like that. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm an R&B artist, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try something new here. What's interesting, though, is, kiss aside, my upbringing with music, okay, primarily was disco, funk, Radio pop, as hip hop took the forefront, that became a huge part of my soundtrack growing up through my boyhood, teen years, young adult years. And Donna Summer was actually the first artist that I really fucked with. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And and when I say I really fucked with, I'm talking about someone who I would 
put records on as a child and listen to on repeat. It was Kiss that made me want to pursue music as a collecting odyssey, an obsession, what other genres are out there, what other artists can I, you know, delve into, that kind of thing. Kiss started that. But as a casual listener, as a young boy, my mom and dad were the music fans in the house, my sister too. But I had a casual interest. Donna Summer was at that forefront. Mm. Those records were in the house. And it was disco for me when I was very young. And then some funk records, whatever was on the radio too, you know. But, um, you know, Kiss were kind of an asterisk in there, you know. They kind of were a diversion from all that, but, and totally different from all that. But yeah, you know, I think we can speak to each other on other forms of music we were absolutely vibing out to growing up listen you listen i grew up r&b so mama mama saturday mornings mom's like everybody get your behind out of the bed and you're gonna clean and we clean to luther vandross it was luther vandross for you it was luther vandross it was luther and then it was patty labelle because my grandmother also raised me so it was patty labelle as well and so my mother was a big anita baker fan as well so i i'm listening to all this love making music <laughs> what were your thoughts on uh patty labelle's uh Group of the 70s, LaBelle. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love looking at the outfits and how they move so elegant and classy and still so sassy. Yes. It was a very 1970s <laughs> thing. But yeah, LaBelle had a real outrageous look. Yes. As a lot of 70s acts did. Of course, y'all know the iconic track, Lady Marmalade. That was LaBelle. Yes. If you didn't know. But yeah, for me, let's see. Brothers Johnson was on the radio a lot back then. Let's see, the Spinners, the Detroit Spinners. Okay. Oh, my God. Going back in time here for me, double exposure. Okay. You know, 10%. One of my first favorite records as a child. Wow. You know? Okay, so we are, we're, we're a little little apart. It's cool, though, because we, we still got brought together. 10% yeah. of something. My God, man. I mean, Parliament. Yep. You know, <laughs> I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, all fifty of them. You know, and my God, I mean, this one track I really fucked with as a child. We had the forty-five in the house. Music, harmony, and rhythm. The group was Brook. I can't talk today. The group was Brooklyn Dreams. Okay, um, it's a um, kind of a moderate hit of the time. It's a little bit of a lost single now. Okay, what? what how'd it go? Music, harmony, feel the rhythm. How come I feel like I've Well, if y'all are following hey. the final playlist on Spotify of your man Sterling Golden, the Sterling Collection, 1976 to present, all 320 tracks of it, that track's in there. Okay, because that's the music I've been fucking with and vibing to from boyhood to the present. It's out now on Spotify, including that track. But speaking of tracks I fuck with, here's one that's also on that playlist. This is one that Kalani Sky premiered live when we did a live radio show, Legacy Radio Live, for the old enormous room, Central Square, Cambridge, Mass. Oh, that was beautiful. It's called Sending My Love. Oh, my gosh. It's on Spotify, if you ever heard it. So before we drop the needle on this, yeah. let's reminisce here. Tell us about yeah. Sending My Love. So... 
I'm getting old. My memory is kind of funky, but I do recall um, Haiti having a severe earthquake and me being extremely affected by it, just watching the news and just seeing how we weren't really sending too much aid their way. Um, as far when I say we, I'm talking about the United States, right? And so I'm looking at these people and I have a best friend who at the time is dating a Haitian, you know, um, guy. And he's talking about how he's lost family members in this and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like the only thing I can do right now is just send some love, right? So I go I get a track, I write this song, I'm sending my love, and I'm looking at how strong these people are. I'm like, look how strong they are, like, despite and in spite of. They're still managing to, like, live through it. So I write this song, and then I actually get her boyfriend to come into the studio. And everything I'm saying in the beginning of the song, I'm like, I need you to say that in Haitian Creole. He's like, I got you. No, I'll keep it 100 even I forgot the background behind Sending My Love. I just know you premiered it at our show. Absolutely. And I recall the enormous room really fucking with it. Yes. They really did, you know. So if you were not there that night in May of 2010, here it is for y'all. Kalani Sky. Sending My Love. Sending My Love. And you can hear this also on the Sterling Collection, 1976 to present on Spotify. Go follow that now. Here is Miss Kalani Sky, throwing it back here on the Chop Session. I am your man, Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. We're back in a few.
Now, y'all, Kalani and I had continued doing Legacy Radio for a few more months, and it was summer of 2010 after Unregular Radio had moved to a new studio. Uh, shortly after that, the focus became, you know, being a mom, your education, mm-hmm. you know, very important things, y'all. And that meant Kalani withdrawing from the show. And yeah, we kind of continued on for a few more weeks with Gail Storm as my co-host, but you know, not the same vibe, mm-hmm. respectfully to Gail Storm. And I would, you know, dip on radio for a while, focusing on DJing, and then I returned in 2013 with Sterling Tology Radio back on Unregular Radio again. And later that year, Kalani actually re-entered the picture with me and let me know that she was now going to attempt to come back at her music. For a while, she had, you know, fell fell off with radio and music and was going to make another attempt at it. And as I recall, Kalani, uh, there was a track called Too Late that you were pushing at the time. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. And you were making another run at R&B. Now, we discussed it back then, but many folks from those days did not hear that interview. There's a clip on the Golden Age of Radio special from last year, but there's parts that we didn't have in there. And one of those was discussing. So, yeah, we discussed you were starting a family, mm-hmm. you know, doing you, focusing on your education. But what made you want to turn back to music again at that time? Man, so even when I first started singing, it was about telling my story. It was about freeing myself from what was holding me back and what was holding on to me. So when I wanted to come back, and I still want to come back, I have to be honest with you. So when when I was doing that, you know, return, I had gone through some other things in a different chapter in my life. And I needed to talk about it. I needed to express it. And so too late is actually some true stuff. Um, where, you know, I felt like somebody betrayed me that I was seeing and, you know, not that that person was actually like saying, Hey, I want to come back to you, but you know, they were doing it in different ways. And I'm like, it's too late. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Now, when you were on Sterling Tology radio, that was October of 2013, which is now over a decade ago, you guys, if you can believe it. And that night, my guest co-host was Bianca Oblivion, and she was definitely fucking with your vibe musically, you know? I know my producer at the time was fucking with your vibe musically, and uh, I truly was excited for a return of Kalani Sky because I felt that there was something lacking in our industry out here, and maybe it was those Kalani Sky vibes, you know? And then a couple of months later, actually, uh, Unregular Radio ceased operations, and in fact, the very last show was Sterling Tology Radio, and you were in the building that night for that final broadcast for Unregular. Everybody was pulling up that night. Anderson Marr was there. Uh, one of our guests this season, Lauren Flaherty, pulled up. The Mighty Mystic. Yes. Uh, Chris, a.k.a. The Chief, and the, New, and the New Age Empire Squad pulled up that day as well. Everybody was there, you know? But yeah, man, you know, The point I'm making here is you'll see a pattern because over time, in the years since, Kalani would still make her way onto shows I've done. Eventually, you were back here with Unregular, excuse excuse me, rather, on WEMF, you pulled up a couple of times as well on the Sterling Tology Live Morning Show. 
And then we ended that series at Boston Free Radio in 2019. By that time, again, the building was full. Uh, Gosha was there, Amanda Saladino, the guitar bear of all people, Yolanda Salucci, Kalani was there, Liv Stevens. You have been consistent with that support all these Definitely. years. Definitely. I think when I bond with folks and I, I truly believe in staying connected, even if we lose touch for like a year or two, whatever, but I, I truly believe when I make a deep connection because I'm, I'm an introvert, I know. And I, I, yeah, I discovered that about myself. So I don't get my energy from people. I get it from within. I get it from my peace and my solitude. But when I, when I see and meet my people, I know who they are. And you are one of my people. Likewise. Yes, definitely. So, Needless to say. Needless to say, you know. Now, before I get into some more reminiscing here, I want to bring this all up to date right now. So in the years since then, Kalani Sky has made so much growth happen in her life and has become a big part of her education system out here in New England, some of which I've shared on social media, but a lot of which I have not. Bring us up to date right now on how you got involved within the education system and where you're at today with that journey. I'll do it real quick. I started working at Eastern Nazarene College, one of my alma maters. I worked in enrollment and it was just a year job. And so they're like, hey, we got to move you somewhere. And I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to move on. So I started working at the Boston Public Health Commission, working with the homeless. Um, that was so rewarding and fulfilling. And since I was learning so much from them and getting so much from those people, they're so strong. Um and I was working with social workers and I'm doing their job. And I'm like, I'm doing your job, you know, and you're getting all the big bucks here. So I actually applied um, to Simmons University so I can get a master's in social work and got accepted. And during that journey, I think that's when COVID hit as well. Um, I did my internship in a school uh, for Arlington Public Schools and uh, worked for MECO. So if anybody doesn't know what MECO is, it's an integration program that brings students from Boston into suburban areas like Arlington and different districts to give them uh, opportunity to integrate their school system. So I worked for that for two years and I interned for two years. Then I got hired as a MECO director. And then from there, um, I was asked to step up and be an assistant principal. So this year I'm rocking and rolling as a middle school assistant principal. Pray for me, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but um, it was, I don't know, this happened so fast and I feel so grateful, so honored. But I mean, when I tell you, I go home tired. It's real. It's real out there in the field, y'all. Um, but I, I am grateful for my journey. And I think that when I do decide to do another album, which I plan to do before I leave this world, hey. um, you will definitely hear the pain, the growth, and the appreciation for life. That's what we're looking for right now from Kalani Sky. And selfishly, yeah, I would love to see a one more run I'm in the studio. Did. You know, I think you still got it in you. And while it's fabulous to see what you're doing with education and your give back game is still strong, there's still that unfinished business you have with music. Absolutely. I yeah. love music. Um, it has not 
left me at all. I still sing, you know, in between the time when I wasn't really writing or, you know, making records or making songs, I was at church singing. So I would do a lot. And that's where I really learned how to harmonize and really, you know, hit some ranges that I didn't think I could hit. And, um, I really enjoyed that. And then COVID hit, of course, the church closes down. So now I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? So what did you do during that era? Man, I was doing so much. So I was a social work intern. Um, I I made I kept my baby at home. So obviously I was like the stay at home mom as well. But I was doing a lot of social work. And I was doing a lot of um, creating programming. So I do at some point want to roll out my programming, which will include music as well. Um, and so I, I've done a lot of workshops. So I've written a lot of workshop series so I can really roll this out. And I think that's probably how I segued into education, really, because, you know, in social work, I love groups. I love that coming together and speaking in a community setting and just giving each other some support. And so... um I was home putting together a series of workshops, a series of things that I could do with young folks, with mothers, with fathers, with people out there, um, marginalized groups. And so um, I just think that, you know, I, I want to bring it all together. And that's something I don't think I've seen out there in this world, really, um, that folks that bring that music and that healing together all in one. So it, I don't know. I'm, I got to figure it out at some point. I'm just kind of just marching on this journey and just letting letting the waves just take me where they take me. But I do know that I will definitely go back to music. Most definitely. It's much needed for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I still recall so many dope memories from when you were really, you know, hitting it hard in the studio and everything. And I mean, I still recall the urban music awards from uh, 2010. That was beautiful. And you had taken home a couple of awards that night. And, a few things I recall about that evening. First of all, I mean, there was no front in it, you know. I did not have the kind of capital that I would have later in life. And as much as I tried to fake it that evening, you know, my fashion game was so all over the place that night. Uh, it was hanging off of me. The, the, the shoe game was just, you know. I gotta go back and look at these pictures. The, the, the jacket was hanging off of me. I had, I, I, I mean, I can't I even people tell you. thought you were pit bull. That night? I feel like somebody said that to me. <laughs> well, it was definitely a dollar store version that night because I'll tell you, like, I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to my name back then, mm. but I really had to try to fake it to make it. And uh, I, felt, a good job. I felt overwhelmed that night because I'm going, everyone's got their fashion game on point and I'm just trying to fake through this. And I recall there was one singer who was positioning herself as a gospel singer. Mm. And she had heard I was a DJ in the independent circuit, you know. It was really courting me hard that night, trying to get her music on my show. Mm. And when I asked around about the singer, I would say her name and they would go, Oh, no, man. She says she's gospel singer, but man, she's anything but gospel Ooh. behind the scenes, man. And I'm going, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She preaches gospel, but she don't practice it. Oh. Okay. Good to know. And uh, yeah, the industry is hard back then. For those of y'all out there wondering what her name is, I'm going to pause this real quick so y'all don't hear it. 
We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, so... Ooh, I got the juicy, juicy juice. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> but in case this individual is still in the business, we don't need that out there. And then later that year, Kalani shot a visual for a song called Unexpected. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was working with... Um... Milroy in India. Right. I don't even know what part. Goa? Goa, India? India? I believe. Yes. Um, and wanted me to travel there. Like That would have been my first time ever out of the country. There's a great image that was shot that day. But I sometimes still share on social media. I may share it once more before I'm done. But we were doing this one shot. We were all throwing hands in the air. Put my hand up in the air. Everyone's pointing up to the sky kind of thing. And there was this young king in an orange shirt to my right. And he's giving me the side eye so bad. Oh my gosh, I think that was my nephew. It may have been, but was the picture... Was he a picture, little chocolate boy? All I know is, he in the image, <laughs> I look so proud of myself. And he's giving me that side eye. I'm like, what is this boy even doing here? Looking Rest at me. in peace, Isaiah. He passed away in 2019, but that definitely was Isaiah. You sure that's him? I'm, I'm going to look. I'm gonna, about to look now. <laughs> it's like an almost like a Charlie Brown shirt he's wearing. And I'm pointing up to the sky, doing my little I love you sign. And he's looking at me like, what is up with him? Because it was only two like, kids. It was Aaron, my son. Like this, yeah. And he, and he it, was, it was Isaiah. So unless it was Aaron, it may have been Isaiah then. Aaron did. Aaron liked orange too, though. So it might have been, <laughs> been Aaron. Maybe he was the one looking at me like, what is his problem? <laughs> but he loved you. <laughs> in that picture, whoever he that didn't. is, it didn't look like it in that picture. And Everyone points out that one young king in the photo looking at me going, what were you doing to make him look at you like that? <laughs> I feel like that was Isaiah because he's the one that, that would give the looks. He, Yeah. <laughs> it must have been. So if it was Isaiah, rest in power, Isaiah. Yes. Thanks for giving me the side eye and <laughs> making everybody talk. You get it from his mama. <laughs> Why is he looking at you like that, Sterling? What'd you do? I didn't do nothing. I'm just at this. I, I wasn't even in the, in the final cut of the visual, man. You know, I mean, I didn't make the final cut of that. Thing. You did not make the final cut? No. That's very strange. That's one of the few times. You, that footage got lost in the mail. That's what she said. I was, I was <laughs> pissed. No, I was pissed because I paid for that. And when I, and Milroy kept saying, I didn't receive it. Did you send it? Did you send it? I said, Milroy, it was sent. You know, I wish most of y'all celebrities out there who did sex tapes wish that same thing happened to you. <laughs> that not the ones got that got lost in the mail. No, no, not the ones that got rich off of it. They don't care. <laughs> no, the ones who regret it later. That footage got lost in the mail, <laughs> y'all. That footage is no. roaming around somewhere. Yeah. But uh, no, but seriously. I remember that, you know, and just so many oh my gosh. interactions yeah. we've had since. You remember the hair pulling thing in the, in, in the picture? <laughs> the shoot. Yes. For Legacy Radio Live. Oh, my God. Okay, so we had a photo shoot at the Enormous Room, which I think is now, what is that now? I think it's a dispensary now or something you're like hooked, that you're hip to this stuff i have no idea i think it was part of central it was part of central kitchen then too but i think they did something else with that i think it's now a dispensary i could be way off but at the time the enormous room was the backdrop for this shoot we were doing for legacy radio live to promote the event and we had a photographer out of the uk who did these shots 
And I was in the DJ booth and Kalani had her mic and we were just shooting close-ups. And at one point, he just casually says, okay, now Sterling, grab the hair. My first words were, I ain't got none, bro. <laughs> no, no, fucker, her hair. <laughs> and then, just grab her hair. And then, you know, what's the vision here? Right. And Kalani's like, look, I don't see the vision here. Mm-mm. I, I was not feeling it. I don't see the vision. What are we doing this for? You know, well, it's for dramatic effect. I'm like, dramatic effect for what, y'all? We're just hosting a live radio show. What do I need to grab her hair for? I looked so unnatural when that was happening. Like, when we tried it, I was like, mm-mm, this is not working for me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, do what, you know? And we ended up having a dope time that afternoon. It was a great shoot. Yep. Occasionally, I'll still share an image from there every now and then. But, yeah, I didn't get that either. I don't get what the purpose was of pulling your hair. I didn't get it either, but I sure let him know. I'm like, mm-mm, not going to work. Nope. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm like, like, if you want me to put him in a headlock, no problem. You're like, <laughs> but you're like, look, I don't see it. <laughs> nope. And he don't see it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. Yeah, let it go. Let There's it go. There's no back. reason for Sterling to pull my hair. No. And I thought he wanted me to pull my own hair. I'm going, I don't got none, man. <laughs> I'm like, where do you see other than what I had a, at the time, that big soul patch I had. Remember that out of control I soul do patch? Remember. The flavor saver. <laughs> but pull that. I'm like, otherwise, uh, we don't get it. No. We and don't I don't think he's learned. You don't touch a black woman's hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, but man, I mean, I could go on forever about so many different things that we experienced out here. Oh my gosh. Doing this shit. I mean, at EMF, you know, at uh, the old Boston Free Radio location, yep. the final show we did there. And just along the way, you know, everything that we've experienced and the fact that we've stayed in touch the whole time. You know, I always use Kalani as a bit of a personal barometer because sometimes I'll question if I lose a friendship or I lose a connection, if it's me. I'll say it's got to be me, you know. But then I keep looking back to Kalani. I go, well, if it's me, how's Kalani still here? Listen, because folks, what happens is folks go in it with some intentions and they're not honest about things. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you come out and you're honest about what you're looking for. Yeah. And folks sometimes don't because they're like, oh, he's an opportunity. Let me jump on this. And they try to create these little fake narratives and these. I mean, eventually I had to adjust to knowing that when I first met you, Kalani, I did not have my confidence game on point yet. In fact, I recall very early on, there was a young lady I was having coffee with one afternoon. I was I was feeling her vibe, you know, but she told me very matter-of-factly, she goes, Sterling, the problem with you is you lack confidence. Mm. And that stuck with me. Mm. And I wanted to believe she was being sarcastic, but no, no. It made everything make sense because there were so many things I wanted out of life and opportunities I wanted that weren't knocking on my door yet. And I was knocking on theirs because I didn't have confidence. And then here's the thing, y'all. Confidence, you don't don't order it online. You don't buy it at the store. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. But eventually, if you connect with it, you know. That's it. 
beyond the sky is your limit. So around the time we had ended our show and I was off on regular and I was just focusing on DJing for a while, somewhere along the way, I just kind of connected with it. Oh, when you connected, you connected. I don't know, where were we when we you did a party I believe you had like a guest DJ. You weren't, it was just your party. Was it your birthday party? Oh, you were leaving. You were going to be leaving the country. Was this 20? Yes. Yes. yes and he had all these little fine ladies around and he had it going on. 2016, <laughs> the old liquid art house. That's what it was. Yes. And uh, for those of y'all wondering, it's no longer owned by or operated by Salt Bay. He lost the property too. But... Yeah, Liquid Art House, before Salt Bay ever came around. He's that guy in the memes that has the pinch of salt thing going oh, on. Oh, he's the salt guy? Okay. At Salt Bay. Gotcha. Uh, before there was ever a Salt Bay, my dear friend Ruta managed Liquid Art House. That was a beautiful place. Yes, it was. And we had this birthday celebration for me before I left the country for a while. And at the time, I was supposed to be leaving the country permanently. I had opportunities waiting for me out in Brazil. And one day I'll be back there again. But yeah, you know, we had 300 people that night pack out Liquid Art House. It was nice. And, and that's where the confidence I saw. It Kalani was, was co-hosting with Diamond Liz, yep. who was my former co-host on Sterlingtology Live on EMF. Well, I guess what she's saying is it was the fact that we had so many fine young ladies pulling up. <laughs> they could smell it. And, you know, it was giving off. The- and I'm going... Well, even before that. He was giving know, it. I was noticing that the opportunities were getting better and better. The money was getting better and better. You know, the party invites were more frequent. The girls were getting hotter. Yeah. And I'm going, I think I found it. <laughs> so one day, I'm at a club. And I'll never forget this. Okay, now, this is a little bit of an R-rated story for y'all, so... Close your ears, young kids. Exactly. If you kids out there listening, or if you all go to church listening to this, this is not for you. <laughs> you okay. can turn this part off. I'll keep it. I'll keep it clean, though. Well, I'm at a club, and my dearly departed late person and I were at the club together because we were just like the Bonnie and Clyde of the scene at the time. If we pulled up to your party, y'all, it was hide the liquor and hide your girlfriends. They will leave with both. (laughs) True story. Well, at the time, we had our little connection going on, and we actually had a partner we shared back then, this other young lady, and we pulled up to the club. And we get there. We have our own table, you know, and just holding it down. We have a bottle service going on and everything like that. And we're just having a blast, you know, and it didn't stop other young ladies from pulling up to our table, wanting to be a part of that vibe. So eventually at that point, give it like an hour or two, what was Sterling, his his person and our person became Sterling, his person, our person, and like six other females. Wow. Just chilling, you know? And then some dude who was like eyeballing us comes up and fist bumped me and goes, uh, dude, oh my God, you're the fucking man. <laughs> you're living my dream, no, man. I just wanted to tell you the fucking man. You got like six girls with you, man. <laughs> this big bearded dude. You got like six girls with you, man. 
<laughs> you know, oh my God, you're the fucking man. I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> and then you just kind of say to yourself, I think I found my confidence. Absolutely. I think that's the clue. Yeah. I found it. The point being, y'all, not to show off, you know. That's all right, show off. My magnetism or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It was more so a sign of, hey, I think I'm doing a lot better with my game now than when I first walked in this door. And you're not giving yourself enough credit. I'm going to be real. Like, you carried yourself. If it was fake to you, make it, you faked it very well. In the beginning? Yes. With yep. That $5 shirt I found hey, at the listen. clearance shop? I didn't know it was $5. And I love clothes, by the way. And those cheap sunglasses I found at the department store? I loved it. Loved the sunglasses. You were like your own. You 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 had your own personality. Well, I appreciate you for that because I didn't know if anybody was buying that. And I didn't even buy it myself back then, but I'm glad somebody did. I did. Was wow. I the fool? No. <laughs> I'm no. only messing with you. If anything, <laughs> maybe I do sell myself short a little bit. I think you're selling yourself short because you you were walking the you were walking the walk and talking the talk. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. I mean, here's the thing. I just I'm just doing I'm just being me and doing me. You know, I'm just being as real as I can be. And eventually okay. when I figured it out. It dawned on me, you know, I better be grateful for those who are still here because, yeah, I'm an oversized personality. Yeah, I take up a lot of room. Yeah, I've always had in this career of mine that I'm very grateful to have had. You have to. You know, but it's the Kalani skies of my life who remind me, you know, I'm doing something right because 15 years later, Kalani's still putting up with my shit. All the time. All day. You're my brother. I can't, it would be no other way. No other way. When you called, I was like, I'll be there. <laughs> I appreciate you for that, you know? I mean, y'all, I mean, what can I tell you? This is my final show as a host or a producer. And uh, the next time you hear me on these airwaves, I'll actually be the guest of Destiny Costa for uh, Golden Age of Radio uh, book two uh, next week, t- December 18th in this time, because I'll be her guest and that'll be my final appearance on any show before I go off the grid and uh, enter retired life because uh, a new chapter in my life is starting. But um, I'm like starting to think even with your new chapter, I'm not going to tell your business, but I think you should do some sort of reality with that. <laughs> not to expose anyone. Mm. But to show people what? I think I've had had enough. You've had enough of people? (laughs) Cameras for a while. Enough mics in my face for a while. I'm always thinking about something here. I think I've had enough of that for a while, Kalani. But um, I just want to say I appreciate you. It's all love. And uh, thank you for pulling up to be my final guest of the CHOP session. Yo, this has been a great series for me. You know, I uh, started this one as a... uh, kind of a radio project I had on the side as I did a podcast for a while, The Sterling Perspective. I never realized that this would be the show that would last over the podcast. The podcast only lasted a couple of years. This one's lasted seven seasons. And uh, it's won awards along the way and uh, it's gotten a lot of acclaim along the way and many a great guest. And thank you all for uh, supporting the Chop Session project from the beginning. And uh, thank you, Kalani, 
for being such a consistent supporter of mine and uh, family to me. Absolutely. All this time. Thank you for always including me. I appreciate you, you know, and uh, before I sign off for the last time, y'all, I just want to say thank you for uh, supporting my work on the radio. Going back to my very first time doing this 15 years back uh, across uh, on regular and EMF and Boston Free Radio. If you ever slept on a Chop Session premiere or locked in late for a Boston Free Radio episode, uh, say less, we got you. You can stream every episode that we have available on Spotify, seasons one through seven, beginning to end. You can also find uh, the original Golden Age of Radio Sterling Anthology special available on Spotify to check out the best of my work through the years. And uh, Golden Age of Radio Sterling Anthology book two will drop one week from tonight, December the 18th on Boston Free Radio. And my birthday this weekend too. Oh, snap. You know, and... Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) How you celebrating? Uh, I'll be, I'll be celebrating. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. I'll be out there. Okay. I'll be out there somewhere. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Kalani Sky, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. For all you do. Thank you for all you do. Thank all you. the entertainment you do, the lives you change, the lives you touch, and may it manifest in your next journey. Let's hope. Keep the faith, y'all, in Sterling Tology you can trust. I am your man, Sterling Golden, for the CHOP session, for Boston Free Radio, and uh, for uh, 320 Entertainment. Uh, Thank you. This has been the dopest journey of my life. Gratitude. Good night.